And welcome to episode 107 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello. And I am also joined by the incredibly her sweet, petite, and yes. altogether discreet drummer Matt. How are you? <laughs> Definitely not discreet. Hello, I'm good. How are you, Snipe? I'm fine. <laughs> also not discreet, Snipe. I think if anyone, like, gun to your head, describe snipe, discreet would literally be the only word that never comes up. <laughs> and the next would be sexually appropriate. <laughs> not, I don't know. Not, not, not in a creepy way, just like, I just think about dicks about every three seconds. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not sure that that descriptor is something you really want to have hanging over your head. Okay. Like, sexually explicit? I'm not even sure, like... Mm. I think you're, t- you're talking a big game here. Like, I'm really not. And I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm oh, not someone, sure. It's if, someone just sh- if someone just, I don't know, randomly verbally ejaculated the word dicks, <laughs> they'd probably be closer to like my essence. I, I believe, and I don't know who this person is going around threatening to kill people with an actual firearm unless they describe me succinctly. But I'm sure nothing bad will come of that. It's, yeah, um, what are we doing? We're, we're recording a podcast, <laughs> honey. Get your fucking head in the game. Okay. Snipe, apart from whatever any of this is, what have you been up to these last few weeks? <laughs> well, I've been, because the Rona <laughs> is miserable and everything yep. is bad, I've yep. been been a bit rough mental health-wise, so I've Fair. been watching a lot of horror movies. A lot of them. <laughs> so... I'll start off with kind of... This is more kind of like in in the order that I watched them. So, I watched Paranormal Activity, which was incredibly... like That was kind of a breakthrough movie at the time when it came out like 400 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was... uh, I mean, it's one of those movies that had a ridiculous impact on cinema despite costing... 20 grand or something stupid. It costs, like, next to no money. Yeah, for a movie, that's basically free. Yeah. Yeah. And it it did make quite a lot of money. And to be fair, it did kind of just kick open a door that hadn't been opened in recent memory. It's like... That people can make bad films and be successful. I don't think that's new. (laughs) No, no, it's just the way it kind of, like... Because the main characters, it's like Mika and... I don't know the lady's name. uh, (laughs) The wife... Um, wow. 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 I can't remember her name and it's driving me nuts. It's like, ugh, whatever. It's fine. You've watched like 15 terrible horror movies in the last like two weeks. <laughs> I watched yeah. a Thai horror movie and I can remember the names from all of them. That's probably because that's the last movie you watched. Yeah, and way more interesting than this movie. <laughs> um, no, I think that's being unfair. I guess like, especially like when it was released... It was new and it was interesting and it was a bit of a breath of fresh air. And they did like, they literally put up a, a thing at the beginning of the movie like, uh, oh, the fucking wherever police department would like to extend its thanks to the friends and family of, of the two people who are in the movie. And like the main characters 
have the first names of the actors who played them. So Mika is Mika something, and woman's name is woman something. Yeah. So <laughs> stop making me out to be a fucking chauvinist. Pisses me off. <laughs> Pisses me off almost as much as women. Do. No, I'm not even making that joke. <laughs> I'm being a twat deliberately. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, honestly, I was I was expecting this to be genuinely like unsettling, and there was a couple of pretty good scares. Um, I can't fucking remember them now because I've watched like ten other horror movies. <laughs> but credit where credit's due, there was a couple of like kind of. Oh, they they turn around and there's a fucking person with a sheet over their head and then the person disappears or whatever. Unless I'm remembering that from fucking, like, The Conjuring or I mean, that's the a, Insidious series. That, which... that is a scare from one of the Annabelle movies. Yeah, it's... Oh, all of them are fucking okay. doing now. This is going to be a good... Uh... I'm not going to dwell too much on it. But yeah, and it was just kind of like, oh yeah, there's Demon. And you're like, snore. It's like because this is the thing because I like watching like poltergeist movies a lot mainly because they're fucking hilarious to me because it's like at one point the the girl gets like picked up and dragged out of bed into the hall and I'm and then there's like the demons like opening and closing the door repeatedly or like <laughs> pulling the covers off and I'm just sitting there going if I could see the demon. This would be fucking slapstick comedy. <laughs> well, in quite see a few of those just... scenes, you can see the rope that's doing it. So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I couldn't because maybe I didn't have my glasses on. I can't fucking remember. But yeah, and like, I'm just imagining some creepy little guy that looks like fucking like John Goblicon. <laughs> like, little goblin dude just being like, <laughs> I'm going to put my feet in this flower. Ooh, and I'm like, I can't take this seriously. It's too fun. So honestly, it was entertaining if not for just me sitting there going, haha, I'm imagining like Warwick Davis just bursting into this person's bedroom <laughs> and just stealing their fucking bed covers. <laughs> because that's just what I think poltergeist did. It's just it's so funny. But I mean like it did it was it was an interesting idea. But yeah. Um, next one, I'm going to move up quickfire, Ouija House. <laughs> Unfortunately, not about Waluigi or oh. Luigi. No, I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. It's the Ouija board. Quick question. Yes. Um, this is going to be uh, a thing. Uh, so for the last couple of weeks, every time I turn around uh, from, because I've been doing a lot of editing and stuff uh, over the okay, last few kinda weeks. I'm kind of worried what you're going to say here. What are you going to accuse me of? <laughs> every time I turn around... You are watching a movie in which someone is fucking around with a Ouija board. How many movies have you watched that contain a Ouija board in the last couple of weeks? Uh, one, two... I at least two of them in this list. Three? It's gotta be more than three. I'm pretty sure it's just three. It's more than three. I'm certain it's three. Two of... At least two of them literally have Ouija in their title. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but three of them... I assume they have a TM in there as well, or whatever. Oh no, no, this is the. Ouija TM Hasbro, or whatever it is. <laughs> Ouija TM Hasbro. Well, isn't it Hasbro that made up the Ouija board? Probably. I can't remember who owns it. It's one, it's one of the toy companies that made it up as a toy and then people got a bit too into it. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, really? I, I looked this up a while ago. Apparently, they're ju- they were just a thing that people had. It was just kind of a parlor trick thing. 
Yeah. And and over time it became well, a My mother with... was like carnival huckster and she was like, never play with one because I played with one when I was a kid and, and <laughs> look how she, she turned out. That's a yeah, good warning. Right? That's a so good like, warning. That's why Ouija boards are so scary, because my mum was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, no, continue me turned. I'm <laughs> Ouija boards are real. Their power is evil. No, no. My mother is proof. They've got of it. nothing to do with like demons or ghosts or something. It's just if you use one, you turn into a right twat. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, it's, I'm, I'm as surprised as you guys. But there we go. But yeah, Ouija house. This this one was really bad, and it is. It starts off and it's like in the eighties, and it's Tara Reid, and that, like she's supposed to be maybe like. 19 or something but you can tell she's like 45 and they've just dressed her up like a college student which is fine i don't mind that it's just everyone she's with is at least 20 years younger than her visibly and it just looks like she's a yeah. really uh she, she's like a predatory old woman <laughs> hanging out with kids <laughs> the luke oh, no. perry phenomena yeah so they go to this house and they play the Ouija board, and then one of the people, one of the, like the woman she's with, gets dragged back into a closet while she's sitting in the chair, and it's like, oh no! And then Tara Reid gets like yeeted out the window, and then it cuts to like current day, and it it's this girl who's like, I'm I'm a witch, and like all all the uh, the good people are blonde women, and all the bad women are brunettes. Huh. <laughs> yeah, and the the main character I can't for, fucking remember her name. I'm just gonna call her like Ariel or something because she's t- she's so <laughs> fucking two dimensional. She is. <laughs> oh, nice. my mom and I are white witches, and we do good magic because because magic is beautiful. And then they go to this house to do Ouija stuff. With her cousin, who's also a good witch because she's a blonde, and they do the Ouija, and <laughs> shit goes down, and then there's like Sorry, random... do the Ouija is a phrase. <laughs> they they do the Ouija, but like I feel like that needs to dance. It does. Swing your arms from side to side. Do a Ouija house. There we go. Perfect. It's just you swing your arms a bunch. It's just flossing. I've rebranded flossing. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Fortnite will steal it as a dance uh, yeah, instantly and, and, then, uh, and then never pay you money for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they go to this house that, like, fucking mum witch is like, don't ever go there, it's evil or something. And she's like, but mommy, I'm going to go over here. And she goes and she takes her friends and they invite her boyfriend's friend's girlfriend who got drunk at a party and forced herself on white witch girl's boyfriend. And they invite her because white witch girl is like, oh, I want to scare her with the Ouija board. And so, like, this girl is, again, so two-dimensional. And she draws a Ouija on her tummy and just goes out, like, with a, with a just in her bra and is like, ooh do this on me and they're like okay we'll get this fucking vase of witch stones and use that as a planchette <laughs> which if you don't know is the like little viewfinder you're supposed mm. to uh move like with a little circle in it so yeah. mm. and they play on her and then you can literally see 
like because it films kind of like from beneath it, you can see that it's actually taped to the actor's hands with just sellotape. Well, yeah, because you can't... Not like... even spirit, nothing like that. It's yeah. just sellotape, and it's it really dwells on it. So you're like, well, um, okay. And because like because if you were trying to like move one of those across a human body... It, well, it's... It's like they've all got their hands on it, and it would stutter and skid, but the thing is that it's not supposed yeah. to be there. It's supposed to be moving of its own accord, because there was some fucking like weirdo just living in the forest who got a bunch of brunette women who were witches and made them all evil i think there was like one blonde one but she was the secret good one uh. so uh yeah <laughs> and they're all sitting around like the uh the girl who made out with white witch girl's boyfriend and they're moving the stone and it starts moving on its own and it, they're like is anyone here and it keeps going up and then it they just it just the stone just gets forced down her throat, and they're all like, "Oh no!" We, if only we could have done something about this. <laughs> yeah, really. It just takes so long, and it's like, um, if only any character here had agency. Yeah, and then she gets sick and possessed, and then they realize that it's this evil warlock who was just some fucking burke in a really shit wig, <laughs> and had a bunch of bones in his hair. He just sat in the woods and went, "Let's just kill people for sacrifices because I've got a huge dick." And everyone should think I'm awesome. I think that is like 80% of warlocks. Yeah. I mean, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like at least 50% of that descriptor is pretty accurate. Yeah, it really to your is. D&D yeah. Warlock. yeah, very much so. And the funny thing about this is they destroy the Ouija board. But not, not the one on the girl, because that... I think they do clean it off her. But she's like really sick and then she keeps getting possessed and like screaming and running at things. And it turns out the house that they're staying in is a Ouija board. Uh, <laughs> Hence Ouija house. Oh. They put they put it in the title and yet still it is a silly reveal. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, like she's like possessed girl is running around tearing things out the wall and they're like the whole house is a Ouija board. Child I can't remember what his name is, fucking Warlock Smithers or something. I don't fucking know. Something that strikes fear into your heart. And it was just fucking dog shit. It was honestly, like, it was funny bad. Mm. Especially because all the characters are so two-dimensional and shit and everything sucks. (laughs) And, like, people get killed by the spirits and then they just find them around the house and it's like, okay... And then, like, I, I'm going to spoil a bit for you. There's, like, two characters that get away. Guess which female character gets away. I'll give you a hint. They're blonde. <laughs> and then they're just talking. It's like, oh, isn't it weird how three months have passed and I still mourn for the people we lost? And the other person's like, yeah, isn't it great how we were cleared of all wrongdoing? And it's like, wow, just tidy that up in a nice, neat bow. And then, then there's the really, really awkward, like, sequel bait which all horror movies have to fucking do mm-hmm. I, it was t- it was fucking tedious i legit legitimately um I, i'm i'm by no means the biggest horror fan or anything i don't dislike horror films but it's just not something i put yeah, too yeah. much of my yeah. my life into and but if there is one thing that i utterly hate about horror films it is that sequel bait they feel the need to at the end of nearly every film have something to like bait a sequel yeah because it it would be cool if it wasn't didn't happen all the time because then it would be shocking or 
or it, or it could be a cool turnaround. But because you know it's coming at the end of every everything, it's just also what's the bad thing that's going to happen at the end? Of, oh, there we go. I just don't know why they keep doing it. It's like it, it's just this thing where they've decided they have to do it at the end of every movie, even though it often takes away from the narrative. We do have a couple of movies in here that don't do that. Oh, good. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it'll be obvious why because they do kind of flaunt like uh, like what's the word? Flaunt not flaunt convention, but ignore it. Oh, they they sort of. You know, it starts with an F. I can't remember what the word is, but yeah, um, I saw another one which was not really a horror movie, more of a thriller, um, called Searching, which was actually really good, oh. and it was kind of like what Unfriended was trying to do. Unfriended, if you don't know, is is a Facebook <laughs> desktop. Yeah, I remember this one. horror where it's like everything is done on the screen, and this is the cinematography same. by Shadowplay. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting idea, hmm. and you know, unfriended fucking sucked at it. So, you know, I was a bit like, I had reservations about searching, but it pulled it off. It did really well. And it's like, you know, um, it's about a dad whose daughter goes missing and he has to like do a lot of like research themselves because shock horror, the police are inept and they're just not finding anything and he has to find all these clues and he checks her phone and her laptop and all this kind of stuff. And it's just, it's, you forget that it's kind of going through computers, but I mean, it's, it's clever mm. and it's not like, Oh, hang on guys, I'm recording this. It's just, Oh no, you just see through like the cameras, mm. you see through screens. So it's every less... time they call each other, it's FaceTime, you know, mm. that kind of thing. So it's less trying to do uh, a straight up kind of found footage kind of thing. And more, it's just offering a different perspective on a story. Yes. Oh. And honestly, it worked really well. Um, not much to say about that. Uh, just very good. Actors were fantastic. Thoroughly enjoyable. Um, I played a really scary game. Uh, Sonic Forces. I bought that and I have my OC because that's the one where you have your original Sonic character do not steal um. where they were just like fuck we need we need money let's just put it so you can make your own OCs in there and the writing is fan fucking tastic you mean one line is fan fucking tastic <laughs> and it's worth the price of admission so knuckles is like I don't know, he's, like, the leader. And, like, spoiler alert, Sonic dies in the first ten minutes. I'm sorry, but he's gone now. He's dead, dead forever. forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm upset about it as you, because you know that'll stick. So Knuckles is in charge, and, like, Vector is that team, like, Knuckles, Chaotix, or fucking whatever they're called. And Vector is a crocodile that listens to music with headphones. Yep. He's very cool, hip, and, and with it. And he just turns around at one point, like, during, like, before the level starts, and it's just, it just says, oh, this isn't good. And Knuckles turns around and says, and I quote, none of this is good, Vector. That's why it's called war. <laughs> and I literally had to just, I was laughing so hard. And Wib was behind me, and he started laughing so fucking hard. I was laughing 
for like I, I'd, I'd laugh for a bit and then I'd stop for 10 seconds and then I'd remember it again <laughs> and then I'd start laughing I was walking around the flat for literally like an hour I, he would go make a cup of tea and then I'd just hear laughter and I'd be like yeah he's reliving it okay <laughs> I, I could not stop laughing at that line there is something about how grim a, a line that is delivered by Knuckles the fucking echidna and especially because that so Sonic Forces requires you to accept so much as canon. Oh, yeah. It is untrue because so it it's it establishes that the stuff that happens in Sonic Generations where there is old Sonic and new Sonic. Like little chubby baby Sonic who's who adorable. Is super cute. He shows up. Like so And that, is canon. So that that whole thing is canon. It has uh, Sonic the Lost World is canon. Mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure is canon, uh, canon because Chaos shows up and yep. Shadow. Mhm. Um, and it's like, and it kind of alludes to, I mean, it's Knuckles Chaotix. No, no one played Knuckles Chaotix because it was on the 32X. And I think officially three people ever owned a 32X. Yep. Also, (laughs) uh, Matt Mercer's playing Espion, like the chameleon, which is awesome. Who is one of Team Chaotix, yeah. Yeah. And also Charmy B, who whomst no one likes, and I don't know why they no, keep putting things No in. human likes Charmy no. B. Uh, if you think you like Charmy B, uh, you should think about your feelings more, you're wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, if you like Charmy B, you're a crisis actor. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, love. <laughs> well, anyone who comes out and says that they're not is obviously lying. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's always part of a plan. Uh, yeah. Big, big B... Oh, is putting yeah. out the uh, big B is putting out the propaganda. The propaganda, no, that... not Big B. Yeah, yeah. I thought, he was, my, I thought Big B my was my dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> my pet dinosaur. Um, oh, uh, quickly, want to talk about something that was really amazing um, that I just happened upon and just happened to contain Peter Lewis, like one of my favorite voice actors. Um, a podcast on Spotify called The White Vault is a horror podcast where it's all kind of record like like the main character well the it's an ensemble cast but like the guy who's usually recording um he just wants to document everything for posterity Mm. um who's played by david alt who does a fantastic smarmy englishman (laughs) you know uh sorry an englishman Uh, (laughs) and yeah and like peter lewis is in it and listening to him speak russian that was a religious experience because I love the Russian language and I wish I could talk like Peter Lewis. And that's just like, there's a universe out there in the multiverse where I can talk like Peter Lewis and can speak fluent Russian. And that just, that just feels, it just, it makes me happy because hmm. it's beautiful. But yeah, that, that's really good. That's really spooky. Um, it's got a great ensemble cast. It's got Lani Manella in it talking about Sonic, who uh, voiced Rouge the Bat in Sonic Adventure. Um, and yeah, no, it's really cool. And like they do things where um, a lot of the members of the team will have like audio diaries or like if 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 they have any um, writing like journal entries, they write it in their own language. So they'll vocalize it like the character will vocalize their own like journal entry in their native language so it starts off say like um Lani Manila's character will be speaking Spanish and then it'll slowly fade out and fade into her starting it again speaking in English okay it's mm. I just thought that was really really cool mm. and I thoroughly enjoyed it I'm on to like season two now and it's good it's 
can recommend. Very fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, next one, no, back to horror movies. Session nine. Now this is like early two thousands kind of yeah I, horror I've movie. Never heard of this. I, one. I've I've heard whispers on the wind about it all over, and I've never I didn't really know what it was, but it's basically um, mental illness is contagious, <laughs> and anyone with mental illness is dangerous. Oh. Oh. So, yeah. fuck, so fuck that movie then. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not very good. I mean, like the the name Session Nine comes from like this guy who. Okay, so the way it's shot within the first ten minutes, you know that he kills his family. I'm just gonna. It's literally like you see him sitting outside his house, looking at his wife, with with like the little toddler girl. Oh, she's she's like a year old or something. But she's supposed to be a relatively new baby. But, you know, they, they can't have them young babies working in cinema because it'll go to their heads too young <laughs> or something. I don't know. And like you just see him, like, staring out, like, miserably. Like, he's got the most pathetic, miserable kind of look on his face. And they lock eyes. And, she, and then they white person smile at each other. And I'm like, well, they hate each other. <laughs> They're obviously going to get divorced. And then you see him, like, go in... And then she's like, oh, Cause she, she honestly looks like she should be English, but she speaks with like this stereotypical kind of like Midwestern American accent. So that kind of, that's the thing that threw me personally, but you know, that probably wouldn't affect many other people. And you, then you hear like, she spills soup on him or something. And then... She just starts going, no, please. And then it, and it's like, well, he's obviously murdered his fucking family. He's obviously murdered his family. And this, this session tapes are named after, because again, that he's, he and his team are like renovating this, um, this old sanitarium where they would record sessions mm. with, with, uh, char- with characters, with, um, with patients. And there's one guy who is, he's found a bunch of these tapes and he's listening to them containing a certain woman who has disassociative identity disorder. But you know, that thing that everyone calls, everyone called schizophrenia with multiple personalities. And of course she's got like a little girl called the princess and she's got all these. And then there's like, I can't remember what his name is. It's like James or, or Simon. And that's the personality that they don't want to wake up. So, yeah, I don't mind spoiling it because it's bullshit. Yeah, I'm going to say this sounds like... Jay, but like Simon is an extra personality that kills her brother, which is why she's there. But also, Simon is like an actual demon... Okay. Who, like, possesses the main character and makes him kill his family. I would say, apart from the demon part, I've seen every other part of that in a movie it's, at some point. It's fucking like... tedious. Um, it's also, uh, it it leans real heavy on the whole lobotomy thing, like ice pick lobotomies, like, uh, through the yeah. eye, like, for the tear ducts. Uh, there's multiple kind of just gore porn with that happening of just one of the people being grabbed and then getting a fucking lobotomy. And it's just like, hmm, this is really edgy and fucking boring. So yeah, wouldn't recommend Session 9 just because it's very... Even for, like, the early 2000s, it's still pretty fucking dated. It just sounds really tedious, It's frankly. tedious, yeah. Um, So I watched 
another movie to do with Ouija boards, and it's actually called Ouija. It's just Ouija. Ouija. Yeah, I just, actually, I've been meaning Ouija. to. I've been meaning to yeah. say, like, what is the official pronunciation of it? Because obviously... it should be we ya because it's yes in French we and German. Are. Do, 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 do. We are. But basically, I, I see people say Ouija or Ouija, and that's how everyone. Well, seems I've always to heard it pronounced Ouija, so it's like, well, mm. okay, I'm not gonna, yeah, because whenever I see it written down, I want to call it Ouija. Yeah. Or like we are. Although I will, I do want to point out that uh, we just checked something on on the computer, and uh, we found out that there is in fact a movie called Ouija Shark. Yeah, um, which was done this that year. Sounds amazing. And I want to know why you've been watching all of these shite ass Ouija <laughs> films. Because and I cancelled. I cancelled Shudder because it had fuck all on it. Yeah, but you haven't been watching Ouija Shark. If there's one Ouija, Ouija... Shark, do, 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 <laughs> I was resisting Ouija doing that. <laughs> it has a one point eight. Out of ten rating, yes. Rotten Tomatoes. It has that a perfect way to kill an hour, and you'll have fun if you know what you're getting into. That sounds okay. like a perfect. Whenever we whenever we get around to meeting in person again, that that is what we should watch as like a. No, back we should watch out. Raiders of the Lost Shark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting stuck into like weird crap movies oh my god i'm seeing pictures of it's it it's a ghost fucking shark <laughs> oh my dude fucking it is god. a ghost shark and it's like haunting somebody's fucking backyard pool it's like <laughs> someone took a picture of their cuddly toy shark and has superimposed it badly in sony vegas <laughs> oh, stop. will you stop bringing up my amazing fucking graphic career oh look she's petting its nose anyway anyway <laughs> we've gotten sidelines and i can't believe it's me reeling this fucking in Ouija is fucking... It's a dreadful movie. It's not even funny. I can barely remember anything about it. It's just... It's like... Girls decide to play Ouija. <laughs> that is amazing. So I've just looked it up. <laughs> Ouija song. Let me talk about the bad one. So, no, yeah, let's yeah, not talk. Yeah. You've said it's yeah. bad. Let's move on from... We, we want to talk about this yeah. movie we haven't seen, Ouija Shark, because it just seems like so much more fun. I want to talk about Veronica. Okay, okay. Talk okay. about Which contains movies. a Ouija board. Okay, go on. Okay. okay, Veronica is a Spanish horror movie, which I really like watching horror movies from other cultures, providing they're not like, I don't know, like Spanish ones tend to, like, and like um, East Asian ones tend to be genuinely fucking unsettling. I think it's because it's just stuff I'm not really used to. I guess the tropes of um, some of the uh, culture's horror is can be a little alien to us, so it's yeah. it's fresh. Whereas, like, yeah. we're used to the tropes of our own horror, so they lose their sting. Yeah, but no, I tend to kind of be a bit wary, but mm. like only because I'm a bit of a coward. But no, it's uh, it's about a teenage girl called Veronica who um, basically has to take care of her whole family because her mum is just like, oh no, I work at the diner. Yeah, bye. So like, her dad died. And she's just kind of been throwing herself into work and Veronica has to do everything. So she goes and does a Ouija at her Catholic girls' school um, with her friends. Well, with, with, supposed to be with one friend, but another friend shows up and she's a fucking jerk. So, you know, they do the Ouija and then Veronica gets possessed. Ouija. Yeah! They do- I'm still not over that. <laughs> but yeah, they do the Ouija and Veronica gets possessed by something and then there's like a creepy old nun who's blind who smokes like a chimney. Who's like, she can see ghosts and stuff. And she's like, oh, you fucked up, kid. Ooh, that's bad. And she's like, yeah, I fucked up. And it just kind of goes from there of like spooky hauntings. And there are some spooky scares. 
Um, this it's, it's it's honestly I found it entertaining. It was just interesting to see um, different spooky poltergeist kind of horror, hmm. which I didn't really have the oh I'm just imagining like Doug Jones just knocking books off a fucking shelf or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, and like the kids the kids are cute and pretty good actors too. So hmm. I can recommend. Um, we watched it the remake. Yeah, with the... Ale- Alexander Skarsgård. It's a good name. It is a very strong good name. name. I think it's Skarsgård or something. Um, I'm not sure. But yeah, no, we actually saw that quite recently because we went round. We actually visited Wibb's father and brothers. It was so weird. We felt like we were breaking the law, <laughs> breaking into someone else's house. Yeah, like you're not supposed to go to other people's places. <laughs> it's weird. But yeah, saw it, and honestly, I hadn't really. I'm sure I saw the original at some point, or I've, I've, I've at least seen snippets. But I think it's because I've never really given a shit, because I don't find clowns scary. I've never found them scary, and I think they're just really tedious. But, I mean, that's me. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much in the camp of, I don't like clowns, but I don't, I'm not scared of them. I just don't understand I just don't why get... anyone would want them to exist. Yeah. Hmm. Um, some of the effects are really good. Like, the opening part kind of reminds me of the opening of Arlington Road, which has a very strong and incredibly dark and gritty opening in which a child of about eight years old is kind of staggering in a haze down the street. Very muted colours and the footage is slowed down. And it kind of slowly scrolls down. You see that his left arm is fucking just shredded Mm. because he basically was playing with fireworks and they Ah. blew up and exploded in his hand. And, like, there is, like... That's Arlington Road. That's Arlington Road. Um, Whereas, like, the beginning of it's, like, yeah, Georgie goes and gets his arm mauled off. And it was like, holy shit, I'm just watching a kid just fucking bleed out. But then internally my brain was like, I have been a kid that age and I have been around kids that age. That kid would have thought that was fucking awesome. Like, (laughs) hey, look at my squirty arm stump. (laughs) Yeah, they would have loved it. But yeah, honestly, I thought like the whole like layers of teeth and stuff was spooky. What I really didn't like about it was just stuff to do with the original and like yeah like the whole there's a girl in the group therefore everyone fancies her and it kind of lingers on this like preteen girl a bit much and and obviously her dad's like being like a sexual abuser to her because that's the only way you can write an interesting girl character steven <laughs> but no like <laughs> apart from that i thought it was pretty good yeah Apart from the fact that she doesn't end up with Ben. Yes, absolutely. Although the fact that she has to end up with anyone is kind of annoying, but whatever. Mm. But yeah, no, that was that was fine. I'd be interested to see the second one, but I have heard very uncomfortable things about it. I've heard the second It movie is um, crap <laughs> compared yeah. to the first one. Yeah. Uh, it just does not, uh, does not follow up and has a, a bunch of stuff in it that's a bit... Yeah. Yeah. Um... I watched a movie called What Keeps You Alive, which is a Canadian like movie about um, a couple that go and spend a weekend in... Um, what's her name? Jackie. It's Jackie and Jules. So they go and spend, spend the weekend in Jackie's family like <laughs> lake cabin thing. And it's, it's, it was really cool because they're a lesbian married couple. And... It wasn't like the whole movie wasn't about how, oh, we're gay. And it wasn't obviously written by straight people 
about gay people suffering. You know what I mean? Mm. It was just it was, it was incidental. Just, yeah, the fact that they were gay, and it, I was like, this is awesome because mm. yeah, like they're shown to be in a loving relationship. Although it does, because it's like a horror slash thriller movie, it does kind of go a bit downhill. But like, I thought it was really good. The actors were fantastic. Because you can tell it's filmed in Canada because um, Jules goes over to like the other side of the lake and introduces herself to her wife's like childhood friend and her husband. And the guy's like leaning over the balcony and he's talking to her. And then he goes, "Oh, I'll be right down." Sorry. And then goes down and I'm like, yep, Canada. <laughs> Fucking love it. Love me some Canada. <laughs> and it's it's well acted. It it kept me guessing and it was good. Hmm. And it has a really. I like the ending a lot. I did. I I liked it. It it wasn't sequel baited. Yes. Which is just like yes, this is good. Um, I watched a Thai horror slash thriller called The Promise. Um, which I would give hefty warnings for that because there's a lot of suicidal ideation. The main the main plot is based around like a suicide pact that one person doesn't go through with, and therefore ghosts. Um, and it's just it's got a few really dodgy things about suicide, um, and it's like towards the end there's certain things that happen that just just feel bad. So I mean, while it was it was um, an interesting experience, I probably wouldn't recommend that one because it's a bit of a downer. Mm. Um, and the last one, which I am actually quite excited to talk about, that I saw is "The Dead Don't Die," which yeah, you need to know a bit about this before you go in because it has a very poor rating on like Sky Movies, and I know exactly why. Because holy shit! So I personally, I thought it was fantastic. I, I, I mean, it had Adam Driver and Bill Murray in it, and Tilda Swinton. What? And Steve Buscemi. And Steve Buscemi and Danny Glover. What? What is this film? Yeah, right. Like, and it was like it's about zombies, which I was like, eh, but mm. no, it's perfect. And it starts off with this really like fantastic like western song that is just entitled "The Dead Don't Die." And it's Adam Driver and Bill Murray are like very small town police officers, but don't hold that against them. They're actually quite charming. And <laughs> and they're like just going on for a patrol and like the dead don't die. The music, like the song comes on and Adam Driver's like, oh, I love this song. It's really good. And he turns it up and Bill Murray's like, this sounds really familiar. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's the dead don't die. It's by, uh, I can't remember his name, like Sturgeon Sims or something. Mm. And he's like, yeah, I don't think I've heard it before, but it feels really familiar. And Adam Driver, in his perfectly dry wit, just goes, oh, uh, it's, uh, it's it's the theme tune. And he goes, oh, it's the theme tune. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's just the theme. <laughs> and there's like moments where Adam Driver's character will, like, will just break the fucking fourth wall. He will shatter it. He will stamp on its fucking like writhing pieces and it is really fucking funny. The the thing about the movie is it's so meta, and it's it's such a love letter to just horror movies and horror references. Yeah. It's chock full of references, like the fact that um, Adam Driver drives a smart car, that <laughs> a red it, smart car, a red smart car that it, when it pulls up makes it, it sounds like the Millennium Falcon. Literally. Yeah, like 
That, that's, that's, has, I think that's the most on the nose. He has thing. a fucking Star Wars key ring until the Swinton literally, like, she takes his car keys and she's like, ah, Star Wars, an excellent fiction. She's also Scottish in this and wields a katana and is just amazing at fighting. She's fucking, like, Connor McLeod or whatever. Yeah. But it, it's the, the thing about the movie here that I think is the most, like, unusual thing is the entire thing it's like a zombie apocalypse movie but it's oh iggy pops in it as well iggy um, pop is a zombie and he's like <laughs> yeah i mean that's every- that, that's a true statement for real life what about the yeah. film yeah 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 um <laughs> but the whole the whole thing is done with this really kind of like a low-key like thing where no one ever really gets like super oh, look, there's upset. one character who's just like who's acting normal and like and adam driver just i don't think he emotes throughout the entire no movie. he doesn't I, I, he's just kind of like yeah yeah mm-hmm. um like he he kills selena gomez <laughs> he cuts off selena gomez's head and he's like and they're like what the fuck did you do that for and he's like oh uh they're killed by zombies, so yeah, I just It's like, well they weren't zombies. It's like, well not yet, no. They're gonna be. Yeah. And like within the first five minutes there's like Iggy Pop and this other person kills like the diner staff and Adam Driver immediately goes in and goes, mm, I'm thinking zombies and everyone's like, What? And he's like, Yeah, it's obviously zombies. Okay. So it's zombies now and then they just carry on. Yeah. It's like this like outside is going to shit and like there's like one lady police officer who's like i love the name minerva but they call her Minnie. Mm. and yeah like she's freaking out she's acting like the only person who's actually in a zombie movie <laughs> and bill murray's is confused and it's like he's, he's like he's mildly annoyed that everything that the zombie apocalypse is happening yeah and adam driver's just like ah eh. It's All fine. of these things just sound like the actors aren't getting in character and they're just playing yes, themselves. basically. Yeah, and it fucking works <laughs> so well. It, it's so weird excellent. how entertaining it is. Because, like, I, I can imagine a lot of people would hate it if they thought it was just a standard zombie movie. This is just someone who sat down and went, you know what, fuck this. I just love horror movies. Yeah. And I'm just going to just have fun. Yeah, mm. I can and it is so fun. I can 100% understand why it is a movie that a lot of people don't like. Yeah. Because it's... It's a movie that's basically just hey, fucking around. It is just fucking around, and I can it's imagine every every day on that set was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's just fucking around with the budget, and it doesn't like it, it's not got any kind of grand like narrative to tell. It's just things happen, and occasionally, like there's things in it that should not be spoiled that just happen, and even the characters in, in the movie are just like. Huh. <laughs> Didn't expect that <laughs> shit. What the fuck? It's so fucking good. That wasn't in the script. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I think that's actually a thing. <laughs> you know, in a, in a weird way, it kind of reminds me of, like, a low-key version of something like the old spoof movies. Yeah, I know, like, I get you. Uh, like your... But um, with, like, no homophobia yeah. or transphobia. <laughs> it's like, like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, but without the, like, racist jokes in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, it's 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 a very odd like because we were just sat there, just like okay, this is happening now. This is okay. That wow, because like we, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was just a silly zombie movie, and then seeing how meta it was and how in like in deep the references were, like how many layers deep it was, it was nuts. Like, like basically every character as every part of their name is a reference to. 
a horror movie or some other well-known movie. Yeah. Like, just every character is like, oh, this person's name is a combination of... Or it's a spoonerism of a famous horror character yeah. or something. And, like, there's, like, the... There's basically the stand-in for the Bates Motel. And... Yeah. But yet, yeah, um, I found that incredibly enjoyable, and it had Adam Driver in it, so... <laughs> I mean, th- yeah, that's enough for you, right? That's enough. I think that should be enough for most people, because he's just great. <laughs> so... <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's... That's pretty much all I've been doing. Okay. This is watching lots and lots of horror movies. And there's a few things I haven't put in because I either didn't care about them and you should neither, <laughs> or I haven't gotten that far in them. Yeah, think about the movies that she hasn't mentioned. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. If I'm mentioning shit like Ouija House, yeah. Now can we talk about how we all need to go watch Ouija Shark? Yes. Yeah, Okay. Cause so uh, ne- next next episode's going to be a Ouija Shark spoiler cast. Yeah, we definitely all need to go off and, wa- and somehow watch Ouija Shark. I don't know if you can buy this on DVD. I, I need We I might need end this up writing life. and filming it ourselves just because we need it to exist, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Wibble It. Yes. Just a little bit. What have you been up to, sweetie? Uh, I presume she I... She have... says as if she doesn't live in the same fucking house as this guy <laughs> and we've been quarantined together. Yeah, I, I mean, I presume that there are things that I have done, but I believe at some point... Um, you have not done things. I believe at some point either Will Smith or Tommy Lee Jones came around and did the memory flash thing from Men in Black because I have apparently lost all memory of the vast majority of things I've been doing over the last few weeks. I think this listening will be talk for five minutes. I'll probably do that for you. No, this was before this as well. Oh, I don't um, know. I do talk a lot. Because I know I've been doing things, but it's all just fallen out of my head. Uh, so, I shall uh, try and endeavour to recount the things that I have remembered. Uh, I have been. I have painted up and restored most of the Space Fleet box. That is oh, one thing yee. I've done. Because uh, we did the most recent Codex compliant was on the Precursor to Battlefleet Gothic. Mm-hmm. And I've been going through and getting those painted and like one of the Eldar ships was missing a sail and the other sail was damaged. So I've kind of had to fabricate a sail. And, you can't fucking tell. Um, look at it because you're very good at that oh, stuff. Oh, thank you. And, and pinned both of them in place. So, mm-hmm. And that's the last one I've got left to paint because that's fun. Oh, yeah. Um, but I have uh, I have watched a series Ooh. all the way through. Um, Bragging. It's probably not a series you would expect me to watch. So Um, it's not a mischievous kiss in Tokyo. You were both talking at the same time there, so I don't know what either of you said. (laughs) Okay, Uh, mischievous kiss in Tokyo. I do not know what I watched the entirety of that. It's a Japanese like um, romance live action drama. Okay, yeah, that's not something I would usually watch. Yeah, it's kind of got the tropes of this girl fancies this guy who's a twat. She refuses to respect his boundaries and stop chasing him, and he keeps leading, like stringing her along and being really kind of abusive to her. Yeah, no, I would. And not... then they get married. Yeah, that does not sound like a show that I would watch. I watched it because I was like, "This is so fucking horrible! What the hell?" Okay, well, the show <laughs> I did watch. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not actually that far out of left field for me, but it's just a weird thing for me to sit down and decide to watch. Yeah. Which is that I watched the entire run of the mid, I think it was late '90s Silver Surfer cartoon. Ooh, that was part huh. of the really cool kind of like you know the X Men and Spider Man. Yeah, it was. It was Superman. <laughs> What made you think of doing that? I'm not saying why you didn't. Like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm sure you're about to say that it's quite good or whatever. But like, how did you pick that out of all the all of the other ones that you're just that Snipe's just listing? 
Well, the reason why I watched it is because I remember seeing it when I was a kid and it's forever sort of been just in my mind because it was, for a kid's show, weirdly existential. Uh, It was sort of like, do you remember the Spawn cartoon that was made in the, I think it was the late 90s or early 2000s, that was a very, very adult, but it was mostly Spawn just kind of sitting on, like, fire escapes, bathed in in darkness and his cloak, brooding and monologuing. I don't mind Spawn existing purely because of the Spawn movie, because he Power Ranger talks throughout the entirety of it, and John Leguizamo is, like, the evil clown dude. He is the violator, I believe the clown is actually called. (laughs) Oh, I, wow. oh, I hate that. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> mm. I might be wrong there, but I'm sure that's what it's actually called. Because it, they called me at college because I don't know what personal space is. Um, again, that's maybe not something you want to attach to yourself. Also, that's when I'm talking at people, not in like a grabby hand way. That would be fucking gross yeah. and terrible. Um, but yeah, no, fucking, I read Spawn comics um, and they're shit. I, I'm yeah, I like yeah. Some people might say, "Oh, there's like one or two run, like arcs that are good." No, you're wrong. You're a crisis <laughs> actor. Like Todd McFarlane has hired you and paid you money to tell people that Spawned isn't shit, but it is. It's all fucking garbage. I, I, in it's my, just edgy bullshit, and I get it's just so tedious. In my life, I have I have flicked through one Spawn comic and was like, "Well, this is really well drawn." Yeah, it's well drawn, but it and was that's just, about it. I, I mean, know. yeah, like the idea of Spawn is cool because he's like. I'm big scarymans and I've got a big angry angular coat and the chains come out and bleh. Okay, I'm, I'm going to talk about the thing that's not Spawn. Okay. Um, I mean, sure. <laughs> um, want to talk about Judge Dredd? I'm not going to talk about Judge Dredd, no. I'm going to talk about Silver Surfer, the animated series from the 90s. I can't remember what his name is supposed to be. Nora Rad. Keep, okay, my brain keeps telling me his name is Barry Burton. No. <laughs> Oh, look at this. Okay. It's okay. really powerful, please, please. especially against eating living planets. Please, can I just talk about the thing? No. Um, See, you let me talk for a while, so now I'm like, I've got a taste for it. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to talk now. Um, okay. And it's you, you're probably not going to find it interesting because I'm talking about Silver Surfer, but, you know, just, just pretend. I'll play, I'll play with my pen. How's that sound? Please don't play with your pen because you always <laughs> drop it when you do that and then we have to remove it in post. No, I don't. You do every time. I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. No, it's... Li- li- listening audience, at all times you cannot hear the pen dropping. That's because it's been removed. <laughs> yes. I, no, I haven't dropped it at all since we started recording. I dropped it three times in a row just before we started recording. But now I haven't dropped it like once at all and I'm really powerful, especially against holding pens. I'll tell you what, if you do drop it, we're not going to remove it just so everyone at home, like, knows. I am going to break this pen holding onto it so fucking tight. I know. Anyway. But at least you're not going to fucking drop it. I'm going to talk about the Silver Surfer cartoon made in the 90s. Oh, fine. Okay. It is quite good. It's very... <laughs> you fucking... I didn't mean to. I swear to <laughs> God, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Put it down. Yeah, put it fucking down. <laughs> You know, I hate the fact that that happened more than anything. (laughs) To anyone who thinks that was a setup, you don't know Snipe that well. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to sit on my hands. I'm actually sitting on my hands, and I'm just going to look at my pen. And then, uh, you know what I'll do? You know what I'll fucking do now? I'll develop telepathy. And and I'll drop the pen that way. I'll pick it up and smash it. Okay. There was a Silver Surfer cartoon that was made in the 90s. It's very much in the vein of the X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, 
uh, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, I think that's most of them that were done around that time. And they would occasionally have cameos in each other's things, but I don't think uh, I don't think the Silver Surfer ever, like this version, ever showed up in other things. Um, and yeah, it just gets, like, it's mostly the Silver Surfer kind of roaming around the universe trying to find kind of a place for himself because... Oh, is, is he... The Herald of Galactus at yeah, that point? Yeah, because okay. he gets turned... Basically, uh, the first three episodes are a really kind of solid thing. It might it, It's a possible future subject for uh, Men With Funny Heads podcast. Ooh, everyone should check out Men With Funny Heads, available where all you, where you get all your good podcasts that actually have structure and a really nice Scottish voice. And, and also pe- we don't there. drop pens in. <laughs> <laughs> this is not becoming a fucking thing. You I, made it a I, thing. No, I didn't. It's just... My clumsy fucking fudge hands, because they're probably covered in some kind of skin. Anyway, the Silver Surfer. The first couple of episodes, put that fucking pen down. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. Anyway, good lord. Um, So are we talking about Iron Man? The first few episodes of it are basically about Galactus showing up and the character of Norman Rad, who's on this... Who's uh, who's on this planet? That's like it makes it makes even the most um, warlike people want to seek peace. Um, and to save his planet, he basically says, "Okay, Galactus, I'll become your herald, and I will find planets for you." His plan is that he will find planets that have no um, sentient no life. sentient life on them, so he can save the worst of it. Because Galactus, it's. It, the show treats Galactus as less being a malevolent force and more just being a force of nature. I thought you were going to say less of a malevolent force and more of a hungry bitch. I mean, that is also true. <laughs> He's the hungriest bitch. Um, and uh, spoilers, the whole thing ends on a cliffhanger. Uh, the one interesting thing is how uh, you see lots of characters that have since shown up in the MCU, but in radically different interpretations. So... Nebula shows up, but she's just a, a space pirate. Cool. Hmm. Uh, Thanos shows up, but it's Thanos obsessed, obsessed with the god of chaos and destruction, uh, who's a bit mad and is like trying to woo a statue. It's it's crazy chaos, uh, crazy Thanos. Okay. Um, and uh, Gamora shows up, but she's just someone who survived. Um, oh. Survived one of uh, the um, Galactus destroying their planet. To be fair, that's just like reading comic books. You're like, oh yeah, uh, this this character died, and then they're like currently on another team, and you're like, yeah, sure. Well, it's less that; it's more a completely different version of all the characters with different backstories. Hmm. Okay, that is different. Yeah, no, they're all different. It, it, I mean, Thanos is broadly the same; it's just a different storyline of Thanos. But mm. but it's they are the different, especially with Gamora and Nebula. They are not the versions from the MCU that you kind of used to seeing nowadays. Um. So that was kind of interesting to interesting to see. Uh, the whole thing, yeah, it, it ends on a cliffhanger that never got resolved, so that kind of sucks. But it's an interesting show. I would recommend people check out. Oh, Drax shows up as well, but he's just a, a, a superhero cyborg thing. He's just um, a, a, a brain inside a robot. So he's no he's nowhere near as cool as Glob Herman. Google him, he's amazing. Why would he be like Glob Herman? Because he's a brain floating in a suit. Well, he's a brain floating inside of just jelly. Yeah, Glob Herman is... And a skeleton. Basically, his his body is just goo, and his organs, you can see them. Yeah, and his eyes and eye stalks are just kind of hanging out. It's really fun. Yeah, Glob Herman's great. Glob Herman is amazing. Um, But yeah, the Silver Surfer cartoon is really interesting. I, I would kind of recommend it. It's on Disney+, Plus, so you can just watch it. Um, it's not hard to see anymore. 
Uh, and it's yeah, it's an interesting show. I, it's I don't know if I'd say it's good, but it's interesting. Hmm. I mean, to be fair, I didn't even really know until like the past few years that the Silver Surfer even had a cartoon because when I was growing up, it were they they only really showed two cartoons, which is the X Men animated series and the Spider Man animated, series. and that was literally it. Yeah, on main on like a lot of, like over here especially uh, on terrestrial TV, those are the only ones you really saw. Whereas if you had access to Fox Kids, oh, I, I honestly wanted Fox Kids so badly, uh, as well as seeing uh, the Sam and Max cartoon, which was a thing. <laughs> Didn't they have like six episodes, and they would have <laughs> weekends of it where they just showed the same six episodes back to back constantly. Uh, yeah, there was an entire day where they just where it was like we're going to show Sam and Max all day, but there was a single season and it had like twelve episodes, mm. so it showed the full <laughs> season about ten times throughout the day. Did you ever get the feeling that companies just think of you as a money fucking like <laughs> pomp and just sit there and just don't respect you? Nah, me neither. That'd be weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, Fox Kids had all the other ones, um, which yeah, the ones I, the ones I remember. The fan, there was a Fantastic Four one, which. I, all, I've always hated the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I don't like the Fantastic Four, but it was all right. There was Iron Man, who was was all right. Uh, Incredible Hulk, which was all right. It was Silver Surfer, of course. And uh, yeah, I think that was it, apart from the other two. Yeah. Uh, I probably mentioned a different one earlier that I have already forgotten about. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I think I think all of those are on um, Disney Plus now. Mm. So if you're interested in seeing them, they are they are kind of cool. Um yeah, I mentioned the Spider-Man on the other the other podcast, yeah. uh, and I, I I should probably go through and watch the X Men one because it has so the best good. theme tune of basically any cartoon. It ever. really does, and the first episode is just so funny to me. I think they have because uh, the first episode is like, oh look at this shapeshifter they have on the team called Morph. Oh, he's cool. Oh, look, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, he's not actually dead. He's just like goes insane because I think Sinister puts a brain bug in his brain. And then yeah, it's just it like, like oh X-Men. no! And it's, oh, and he has the most annoying fucking laugh. He's like, <laughs> Morph does have a really annoying laugh. He sounds like a toddler who's laughing at you through a bowl of soup. It's um, awful. But anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to now. I, I don't know. Okay, I know why that took so long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I notice you're holding shade. the pen again. That's not shade. He's literally eclipsing me. <laughs> Please put the pen down. It's down. Little little pen weenie. Please put the pen down. <laughs> okay. I also played a couple of video games. I first played through the uh, th- through the full campaign of Train Station Renovation. Grox got you there. Yes, that Inquisitor Grox gifted yeah. me. Um, basically, if you've played a game like uh, House Flipper or uh, Viscera Cleanup Detail, it's basically that, but you renovate train stations. It's one of those kind of games where it's just this... This is just a slippery slope until you start going to bingo because you think it's fun. Legs 11. I'm quite British, but I'm not that British. Yet. I don't think I, I no. Mm. I I couldn't give a shit about you and Drama are gonna be rocking the bingo hall within like the decade. I bet you money. I absolutely do not give a fuck about bingo. Yet. Like I'll have a train set then, like full you'll on. You'll have a train but... set and that you'll gamble money with, and whistle every time that the thing ele- like the number eleven comes up. I don't I don't know what you think bingo is. It's got trains <laughs> and old people. No uh... planes, trains, and bingo mobiles. Yep. So, in Train Station Renovation, 
Um, you don't think I didn't notice you going for your pen there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is not the pen episode it is now fucking hate you <laughs> okay I'm just make a note I'm gonna name the episode snipe puts the pen down <laughs> and I would ask that you do it in real life as well because you picked it up again yeah I did <laughs> what you're doing with it now you're definitely gonna drop it I'm not gonna drop it you're definitely gonna drop it I am not going to drop the pen Please I'm sorry everyone no, not. <laughs> okay just at, at least please let me get through my se- section. Because, I'm having too much fun. Because Matt cannot see you messing with it, so he can just get through his section fine. <laughs> okay, but just so we're clear, this is your yeah. Christmas present. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me another Squishmallow and I'll no. stop. Okay, please. I, I, I'm losing every... I can't, I can't get onto a train of thought and stay <laughs> on it like long enough. Maybe you should renovate your stations. Okay, please. I'm actually asking this earnestly. Please just let me get through this. Okay. Train station renovation. Um, Yeah, it's got that kind of methodical thing uh, like those other games. So it becomes like oddly sort of just therapeutic to play because it's just, okay, so you've got to pick up all the, the rubbish around here, clean the graffiti off the walls, install new equipment, and you just kind of slowly go through that, repairing some of the trains a little bit, which I think is a bit beyond the purview of someone who's been hired to, like, recycle things, because you have, like, a recycling <laughs> bin and a skip and stuff. Um, and as you go through the levels, you are rewarded with bits for a train set in your office. Oh, that's, that's, that's this feels like it was game. made just for you. Uh, a little bit. Now, unfortunately, the train set thing is pretty shallow. Uh, you can swap your camera to be inside the train, which is pretty fun. Uh, but it's pretty basic. You can arrange the train set, have, like the train that you put on the train set, however you like. So you gain different different cars and things that you can put on it. Um, it's perhaps a little expensive for what it is, but it, it is a quite just engaging little thing to to dick around with. Um, if you, if you're into those kind of games, it's the perfect game that you can just sit there whilst you're listening to a podcast just to have something to do with your hands, you know. Uh, that's not vigorously masturbating, but uh, considering the type of podcasts I listen to, that would be very bad taste. Um, <laughs> mm, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, it's it's an interesting enough game. Get it on Steam. That's that sounds like somewhat fun to you. Then give it a shot. Uh, we also uh, on stream played through the entirety of Sonic Adventure Two for reasons that mortal man may never understand. Yeah, the first half of that game was really good, and the rest of it is just like, hey, um, you know how all the controls and everything is jank? Fuck you. Turn on a fucking dime. Yeah, we, we have, like, a real nostalgia for this game, because, like, when we were first going out together, we played through the whole of the game. And would just sit there and just give, like, because the chow garden is incredibly in-depth. More so than it really ever needed to be. Yeah, absolutely. And we just, like, feed chow and... Chill out. Make so. spreadsheets about like the like bre- the lineage, the lineage and, and breeding like, patterns of breeding all the chow. patterns and like what, like how to how to breed to get S ranks. It's basically like Final Fantasy VII chocobos, but you can go in and cuddle with them. Yes, <laughs> so it's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, we played through the whole of that on stream uh, and beat it way easier than I thought we would. I was expecting like the final bosses to be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you're interested in seeing that, regardless of when you listen to that, uh, if you check out on YouTube, there is an unofficial Snipe and Web live stream archive uh, that is... Run by a uh, big titty goth girl. Yes. 
which uh, I'm not being rude. That's that's her name. <laughs> uh, and yeah, they've been maintaining this. Yeah, this they've, archive they've of been our really streams. helping us out with that. So, uh, so really if you're interested, it'll, it'll all be up there. But yeah, I, I had a lot, I, despite the game being really janky, I still have a lot of fun with it because it's even like the levels that are kind of frustrating. I can't remember there was one particular level where it had like a real harsh. It basically involved you having to do an underwater segment. That was in the final kind of like stretch where you have to play as each character to do one kind of set piece. Mm. And it was the knuckles section where you had to keep going underwater. And if you were like waylaid by anything, you would either drown um, and like, or just get murdered horribly because when you went for the air bubbles, um, it would make, it would make you drop like a stone. And like the floor was lava, and it would kill you. Yeah, it was. It was one of the most frustrating bits of a video game I have played for a long time. Yeah, because the time, like, it, it basically had zero space for mistakes. Mm-hmm. It and was, like the, oh. the controls are so fucking terrible as well. Yeah, so. I was. It it takes a lot to get me actually a little bit like upset whilst playing a video game, and that managed it. Uh, but the rest of it, like, it occasionally would piss me off because, like, it was janky. But, like, I, I still I still enjoyed the game. Uh, I still think Sonic Adventure 2, the good bits of it, like, the, the first level Escape City Escape. City is, a, like, that, that's the best, that's the best yeah, part the, of the game right the there. The Sonic and Shadow levels, for the most part, are still pretty fun. I really don't like the other ones. Like, the, like, I mean, Pumpkin Hill has an amazing, like, song. Drama Matt, you need to, you'll love Pumpkin Hill like theme yeah yeah the, um, the knuckles like, and rouge levels uh, they're just they're a bit tedious especially because like one of like i think one of rouge's is timed yeah and it's like oh it's so annoying basically the conceit of those levels is there are three hidden objects in the level and you have to find them and it's like they have like a random set so they won't always be in the same place and it, it, it like has a beeping thing that tells you when yeah, you're close and you have to look for really clues annoying high-pitched beeping as well like this game just in general we did find that out that apparently the high-pitched beeping of like that and uh tales and robotics levels also are have high-pitched be uh, high-pitched wine which in either it. makes people feel sick annoyed or incredibly fucking anxious which is not great for when you're streaming to a bunch of people so uh, that's ooh, fun. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But we still beat it, uh, despite everyone's protests. So that's good. <laughs> every, every, like, literally at the end, people were like, please just play a good game. We were like, nope! Playing this one. I think sometimes, uh, like, I know... Sometimes you need to make people suffer with you. No, like, I, I know, like, me. Um, I have a very particular relationship with, like, bad video games, where yep. I... I... There, there are ba- there's bad video games, and there's bad video games. Like, um, there's stuff like... Um, I'm trying to think of like uh, something like Colonial Marines that though I did beat is just kind of tediously bad it's not like it doesn't it doesn't break horrifically it's mostly just kind of mediocre and that's sort of the problem just nothing feels good and so you're just like eh and then there's like After Fall Insanity where it's like everything is so cacophonously wrong it's just bad from top to bottom and so it's actually totally worth playing because it's so fucking bizarre and bad um but you do have to have a tolerance to bad video games to do and i have i have quite a high tolerance to them and i enjoy playing them so when i play a bad video game on stream that's not me torturing myself i that's am you torturing other people i guess i am torturing other people but mostly i just find it i find them intriguing and i think there's 
there is deep comedy to be mined from these these games that are trying earnestly to do something and fail so spectacularly. These are like the plan nine from outer space of video <laughs> games, and that's that can be really fun. And when you've got something like Sonic Adventure 2, a game that is both kind of that, because when it's when it's bad, it's really janky and really badly written and the voice acting stumbles over each other. They're constantly talking over each other because they didn't localise it properly. Are we not localised properly? We're not localised properly. That's why we talk over each other. Yeah. Explains a thing or two. But yeah, the whole thing is it like that combined with like genuine nostalgia and a few bits of the game that are genuinely pretty great makes for an experience that I find genuinely quite engaging. Uh, And it's not like punishing ourselves to play. It's more... Like, actually beating it is probably a little bit, because some parts are really rough. But, like, once you've got, like, 95% of the way through the game, you might as well do the last 5% of absolute shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And to be fair, we did get through the final bosses without too much hassle, considering how much the the video game doesn't want you to beat it at that point. The latter part, there's, like, the final boss has two stages, and the second stage is so badly done. It is so badly made, and it feels like it's literally just elements are there to literally just make you rage. Yeah, that's it. It feels like they've just they've done a oh you rage you lose kind of game, mm. and it's really irritating. But I mean, we did it, so fuck yeah. everything. And it's cool. And even if uh, even if the game was bad, its soundtrack's pretty great. It's like pop punk with occasional horn sections, and it's so and cheesy and amazing. As, as well as like the rap sections with yeah. uh, for knuckles, like yeah, Pumpkin Hill is just great fun. It's as, so like, cheesy, <laughs> it's perfect. For, like yeah, whatever the rap equivalent is of pop punk, Pumpkin Hill is it. Rock, <laughs> rock punk. Okay, on that note, I'm going to turn over to Matt. Oh hello. Um, so Matt, uh, yes. What, what have you been doing? I, I've, I've been doing a few different things. I have a video game, I have a TV series, and I have a board game to talk about. Oh! Holy shit, yes. I'm impressed. <laughs> um, so first up, video game. I started this one last time. It's The Escapists. On the, oh, I've got it on the Switch. It's available. I mean, I think it was a PC to start with, and now it's on an assortment of other things. Um, and I, I think last time I said I just started it, and I had no idea how any of it worked. Yeah. But I remember I just you saying powered, that you I could just... see that you could really like it. But yes, yeah. and yet spoilers, I did. Oh, I, I am. I guess I'm still. I haven't finished it by any means because it gets flipping hard. But so if you didn't catch it last time, so the escapists, you're playing as a someone who's in prison, and you're trying to escape, as the name suggests. And I just want to put a slight caveat out there on that prisons are a contentious subject, and you know most people who are in. Uh, at least some, if not most, people who are in them probably shouldn't be, and they absolutely shouldn't be one for profit, and shouldn't be trivialised, and etc., etc., etc. But yep. yeah, I just wanted to put that out there as a no, for a second. Fair, that's mm. fair. But um, in terms of a game, it's it's really good. So you go into it, and there's no tutorial or such. There's a very very quick, like minute long thing where you just go from one room to the other and don't really do anything, and then it just throws you in at completely the deep end, and you like. I think it doesn't help by the fact that the controls are weird on the Switch. I think if it was mouse and keyboard, you'd, it'd be a bit more obvious. But it sort of adds to it. But in a way, I was looking into it. I was like, why is it so weird? But it's intentionally weird because it's sort of... The guy who made it didn't want it to be 
super obvious what you could do. There's so many different ways you can escape. It just doesn't. They, they didn't want to railroad you at all by giving you a tutorial and giving you ideas. So you kind of just have to play and see what things do. And if you get a new item, you just kind of eventually find out what you can use it for, and then inevitably get a slap on the wrist and told to stop doing that. And then it comes up, and then every time you sort of get caught doing something, it just gives you a little hint. Oh. You, 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 you got caught chipping this wall. How about next time you make a fake wall or make a poster to cover up the wall? Oh, and then you get all the way through the wall and it's next time, oh, the, the guards, you know, found this gap in the wall. Next time, maybe put a fake wall block there instead. and Or maybe next time try and do this at, at night where they might not be able to see you as easily. And it just, whenever you get caught, it just gives you a little hint. And that's the only way you have to, you just have to try things and see what works. And it's really good for that because like, there's not many games where you where you have to completely learn, like guess what you're doing. So in, in it's yeah, I really enjoyed sort of slowly working out what on earth to do, and then you just about manage to escape one of them by doing by doing something, and then the next level, the next prison. So it takes you know it's not they're not quick levels. Like I think there's only I think the base game only had like four or six prisons to escape from, and this version's got a bunch of extra ones, but. It's not like, you know, you, you break out in half an hour or an hour. Like, I spent days in a prison trying to sort of slowly learn guard movement or learn where to go and where I get caught and things. Um, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, so when you so when you escape from one prison, like, you go into the next one, you go, oh, okay, well, in this the first prison, I think I used I just slowly accumulated plastic knives and plastic forks from the from the canteen and used them to very slowly chip away at a wall behind a poster <laughs> and then get out there and then make a get go through another wall and then use the knives to slowly chip away at the um fencing but the next time there isn't an outer fence there's like a chip proof wall or something and you're like, oh well this wall is too hard for the plastic forks to chip it away so you have to completely think of a completely different strategy and you're like, okay, well, I'm back to square one, completely trying to work things out. So it's quite, it's a little bit frustrating in that sense, but yeah, it's really refreshing in that it's not because there's a, quite a few games. Like when Souls first came out, it was like hard, and usually people either loved it or didn't get into it. But it was like, and I, they, that, I'm not saying it was the first hard game by any means. But <laughs> it was the only hard game ever. Who knew? Yeah, I'm obviously not saying that. But for a while, that you know, there wasn't many games coming out that were intentionally that hard, and that wasn't the point of them. And then it did, and there's a few things doing that. But there's, this is hard, but in a different way. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, I've been quite enjoying it. It's been quite quite different. And I'm, so I've escaped the first two prisons, and I was in the third, and I can just not work out how on earth... There's, there's, there's not just one way in each prison. There's obviously many different ways, but I have no idea how I'm going to... Not, nothing that I've done so far will work in this one, and I'm well, just completely I stumped tell, on it. I'll give you a hint. Yes. Um, when your buddy with the stealth suit comes around with, like, ketchup and a ration... Wait till the guard has to like go and have diarrhea somewhere. Lie on the floor and pour ketchup all over the place. Wait till he comes in and kill him. Yeah, tried that. Well, it, sort of. Okay. Minus the ketchup, but. <laughs> okay. Did you hide under the bed and wait till he comes in and like like when he's going off and having a diarrhea somewhere, and then when he comes back, he's like, "Ah, oh, shit, he's gone." I think as a general point, it's probably wise not to rely on guards having diarrhea as being a fundamental like linchpin of your prison so escape plan. So, video games have taught me that anyone who has <laughs> ever put in charge of you at the cell is either currently having a diarrhea or is very prone <laughs> to having a diarrhea. Okay, I'm not so, sure that's the case in this. I one, mean, but... you, how many times have you been imprisoned? 
Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm actually yeah. trying to think of like different video games where you end up in prison at one point, and they're like uh, you know, Silent Hill, um, Downpour, um, Final Fantasy VIII. I'm thinking thinking of games, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think there's any point at which it explicitly says that whoever's running the prison isn't having diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. So I don't actually have any proof yeah. that your theory isn't true. Because I mean, that's that's kind of like my uh, my no prize, my head cannon for like mm. this. It's like, oh look, in Silent Hill Two, Maria's stuck in the prison, and then she gets out somehow. How'd she do that? Diarrhea. Well, the guard had diarrhea, obviously. Yeah. Mm. yeah, like, Pyramid Head had diarrhea and had to go somewhere. <laughs> He's like, oh, fucking hell, why don't bring me heaviest gun sword so I have to stop from shitting all over the place? <laughs> I have just trivialised such a dark and fucking gruesome <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. Oh my god, I am horrible. But my point still stands. It's all... It's all diarrhea all the way okay. down. I, w- I will try that next time. Yeah. I don't know where the diarrhea button is, but... Um, sure. Well, usually it's I don't know. You know what? Every game is different, and I don't want to yeah. like, just you know blanket statement. But so weirdly linking on to controls. Um, to you know, weirdly, like tangentially related. To <laughs> yeah, the, I think the the Switch version is extra hard because like it's just it's not at all into like there's button for like picking up and using items, and it's just not. All of the buttons don't quite do what you expect them to do a lot of the time. Like, for one time I, I was digging... The second prison I was escaping by digging... A, I found somewhere where I could get away with digging a tunnel. So I was just digging this tunnel. You have to work out... You can only get a certain distance. And it's like, okay, well, you now need um, support structures before you go any further. And I was like, okay, cool. How on earth do you make those? And you have to sort of play. And I was making quite good progress. And I thought, you know, another few nights I might be out of here. And then I was leaving my, my tunnel. And I tried to press the drop the spade button and I actually pressed the wrong one it just and that I pressed the button for ending the tunnel and just digging straight up and then I just dug up basically straight under a guard and was like oh <laughs> and I spent like you know hours of like real IRL time hmm. digging slowly digging this tunnel and running out of durability on whatever makeshift spade I had and I had to build another one and things. Does the game have like save states in it or no, is it feels like, like it's heavily roguelike no, it doesn't really save. Like, if you get caught, you just get put in solitary for a few days, and then you get out, and all of your contraband that was in your desk or whatever has been confiscated, and any holes you've made or wall- holes in walls or tunnels or anything get filled up, and you're oh, basically okay. back to square one. But you, see- you know how to do it, and actually the thing that takes longest is sort of working out how to do it. Mm. So it doesn't take you too long to catch up. And I was really annoyed by this, because I was so close to getting out, but it actually turned out when I tried the same thing again to go out, I dug, like, a few... Because it's all done in, you know... Uh, 2D Minecraft type, you know, blocks sort of thing. If that that makes no sense, because um, <laughs> it's because it's, it's a pixely game. You've got like it's not like a, you can't don't just slowly dig. You dig like a unit of tunnel and then another unit of tunnel, and you have to dispose of one unit of dirt for every unit of tunnel you dig. Yeah, it's like what, one meter square. Yeah, of yeah, dirt yeah, exactly. That yeah, that's that, that was what I was trying to go for with the Minecraft thing, which does possibly confuse things more but yeah it's that sort of thing and i dug like a few units of that and then like they'd only turned out they'd only backfilled the tunnel a li- like that far so i was like okay a lot of my work is still there so oh, that, was okay. quite, that was quite a nice thing to know because i got quite annoyed when i was caught digging my tunnel because i pressed the wrong button <laughs> oh see that reminds um, me of um uh, i was playing the long dark on a harder difficulty and i'd survived like maybe a hundred days which is really difficult. <laughs> Let mm. me fucking tell you, it's hard. And I was in Mystery Lake on my way back from a cabin, and I didn't have much on me because I was literally, I took a lot of um, stuff over because I was going to, like, 
Because the key to staying alive in the long dark is moving around. And so I was moving back to, like, this cabin. And I get jumped by a wolf. And usually, not... I mean, the thing is, I had just cleaned out my rifle. And this is the first time I'd really ever committed to using a three hundred three rifle. Because you can get, like, um, you can get revolvers and rifles. And that's it for, like, firearms. So I was like, okay. So I cleaned it because it was in a bad way. And I was like, well, I'm going to use real world knowledge. So I unloaded it. I took all the bullets out of it. Then I cleaned it. I'm nearly inside. But my character's exhausted. So I can't run. A wolf runs up to me. I pull out my gun and then I go to fire. And I realize I haven't reloaded it. Oh. I was cleaning it. <laughs> no. This wolf tears the fuck out of me. Oh. I stand up, I walk three paces, and I bleed to death. <laughs> Gone. That save, deleted. Because that's what it does. You don't respawn, that's it. All oh. those hours, gone. <laughs> yeah. I literally had a oh. bit... I, you know when you kind of sit just there and you're like... Just a bit of a cry. <laughs> Oh no, I was too mad to cry, oh. dude. I just kind of sat there, like, with my teeth gritted, like... Yeah, that that's what I was like uh, when, when my tunnel was found, because I pressed the wrong button. I was like... Ugh. Yeah. You're just like, a stupid fucking mistake, and yeah. all my work yeah. is gone. Yeah. Fuck this. I think that's why a lot of those style of games, I, I've never been able to get hard into them. Oh. Well, maybe you're Ooh. playing it for a different reason. <laughs> Because like, oh David Hader, open those beans. <laughs> because I can do like um like your kind of classic kind of uh, say classic, but like uh, your roguelikey kind of games, like your Binding I mean, of like Isaacs you, and you things like that. You absolutely fucking rock at Binding of Isaac, but like I find that kind of like just a bit much. But I think it's because the amount of like a full run of the Binding of Isaac, like you're probably it's I think like to do like from start to finish if you've got everything unlocked I think you can probably do it in like an hour or something like that and so Mm. that's like the most you'll ever lose and Mm. even then because the nature of the game unless you're like have played it as much as like I have and you've unlocked most things in the game you're gonna have done some advancement towards something during that run so it's your time's never really wasted well I mean um, in the long dark you do get what's referred to as badges which is like oh walk 1000 kilometers which i got the other day by the way <laughs> which gives you like a perk cuz like on def- on certain difficulty settings you get certain perk slots yeah, yeah, yeah. so on the easiest one you can get the you know you can get like 5 and then yeah. you can have like oh um you start all fire like all your characters you know start like fire building skill of three, which means that they don't need Tinder, which is a fucking godsend. Yeah, uh, but my point is, is that so like, I'm, I'm saying that it yeah. wasn't entirely wasted. But because those things are geared around like survival and the like, and that you you build up a thing and then you can just lose it so easily. Yeah, like, I think that's why I've never been able to get into them because that just like that has just always kind of irked me a little bit. But anyway, the escapist. Yes, sorry. But yeah, it's a good game. I'm, I'm I'm kind of having a bit of a break from it at the moment because I kind of just. I spent many hours in this th- third or fourth, I can't remember, but prison and just can't work out how to get out of it. Oh, so good. I'll come back. It's the fourth one, actually. I've, I've escaped from three. And it's... <laughs> I escaped from one because I was trying to... My new tactic was I worked out how to make... Um... If you beat up a guard, you can steal their key. But oh. then as soon as they wake up, they report you. And when they report you, it's like it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. It sort of just comes up with a message saying the guard reported this is missing and it's traced back to you. Go to solitary for three days, sort of thing. So it's a little bit like... You can't just hide like an from it. Instant fail. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I, one of the hints that it was like, oh, maybe make make a copy of the key. So I was like, okay. So I worked out how to make, like, just by experimenting, worked out how to make putty and then melt, and then you can make a mould with the key and then put the key back on the guard. So when they wake up, they're annoyed at you for beating him up, but they don't report <laughs> you for stealing the key. Nice. Mm. So I was doing that, but I was just trying to, I was just trying to find the right coloured key because there's various, you know, different keys to different doors. Mm. And then I accidentally beat up like four or five guards within quite a short time and started a riot. So then, <laughs> all, then a riot happened and all the doors got flown, fl- thrown open, so I could just walk out the front door and leave. I was like, well, that's not what I was aiming for, but okay, right, fine. It's so easy. <laughs> so that was so that was quite good. Um. But yeah, I've got so this is the fourth one, but I'm just completely stumped on it now. So I, was, I got. I was like, it's been really good so far, the fact that it's not at all handholdy and it's not at all intuitive. But I get and this one, I'm just like, I have no idea what how even to approach it. Well, so I'm just I mean, having a bit of a break and come have, back to it in a week or two. Have you considered arson? Um, I mean, I'm not sure how that would help. Well, I mean, it might make you feel better. Yeah, 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 okay. Are we talking about in real life or in the video? Well, game? no, if you set yourself on fire and just run for the front door, what are they going to fucking do? No one wants to get burninated on their hands. It'll hurt a lot, so... Yeah, so they Remind just me never to organise a prison break with you. <laughs> oh, no, you literally... You're just the one that goes, you're going to be You're gonna be really good. You're going to go up and you're going to punch the security guard. And I'm like, yeah, I am, and I'll just do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the one remaining in the prison because it's like, hey, Snipe started a riot. And I'm like, I've been waiting for this. Can I, can I wear <laughs> so my special... you've been here five minutes. How long have you been waiting for this? They're like, Ooh. Ten minutes. <laughs> so, I, it was a nice cold evening in 1993. <laughs> that was when I first dated, desired to start a prison riot. Oh, honestly? Like, legit? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not against fellow inmates, against the, like, you know, against the screws. Yeah. <laughs> start <But> young. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good game, and I, I might come back to it after I've had a bit of a pause, I think. Next up, we've been watching a TV series. <gasps> so we've been watching Spaced. Oh, oh yeah. that's on Netflix now. Yes, it? it is now on Netflix. And it's been one of those ones where we've both seen some of the episodes, but never, never like in any order or like watched it as like as a conscious thing. We're going to watch this. And we're like, oh, it's on Netflix now. Okay, we're going to have to. So for those who don't know, Space is Simon Pegg and Nick, Nick Frost. Frost is in it, but he's not. He's a very side character, actually. Isn't Peter Serafinowicz um, in that as well? Yes, he is. He's yes. Yeah. yeah, he's even more. He's just in what like one one or two episodes. Oh sure. Um, okay. Yeah, but he turned up as like oh bon 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 bons. <laughs> so he was like what? I was like it's that guy. And he's like ah okay. One of his other characters, um, Brian Butterworth's diet. Is it Butterworth? Brian. Are you having a stroke? It's from the Peter Serafinowicz show, uh, which I tried to watch. uh, I tried to watch like a few months ago and was like, wow, like three different sketches. The punchline is transphobic. Oh, oh, yeah. How old was I'm guessing it was like, I'm hoping it was old. It's from like early 2000s. Well, this is from a similar era. So we were a bit skeptical. So for those, yeah, it's Simon Pegg and directed by Edgar Wright. So, you know, and it has Nick Frost in it. So it's the same team that went on to make Shaun of the Dead and the Cornetto trilogy. Yes, the Cornetto trilogy. And then obviously they've all gone off to do other things. And Simon Pegg's actually a weirdly successful Hollywood actor for some reason. You know what really freaks me out? (laughs) Not that he doesn't deserve to be. It's just weird that he is. He he does, he does. And like, he wrote like a really good Star Star Trek movie. Mm. So He did, he did. Star Trek Beyond. Because you can tell he actually really likes it. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, no, it's like, I, I will say like, because uh, Hot Fuzz is on uh, Netflix, and every time I see it, he looks really underweight and unwell in that movie. 
And it makes me feel bad. Really? Oh. Yeah, he just looks really gaunt. Yeah, I never noticed. I think he's maybe just one of those people who are supposed to have a bit more weight on them. Mm. But I mean, mm. I'm not going to, like, I'm just going to say, it's like, maybe it's just the angles or the lighting and the preview images. Yeah, but, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But yeah, Space Disney, we were a bit sceptical because, yeah, it's like, I don't actually know when it was made, but early 2000s. It looks well, I, very, it looks very nineties-y, so it could even be late nineties. I think it is because I remember there was a part where Simon Pegg's character is staying up like real late playing Resident Evil Two yes, on the PlayStation, yes. and he's yeah. like, and the controller doesn't have Dual Shock, so that shows you that it's probably ninety-eight. Yeah, I think around ninety-eight is when the Dual Shock nine... controllers came in. So yeah, it's like ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Oh, yeah, yeah, Space, 99 to 2001, so yeah, good. Yeah. I was close. Close. So, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, were that, a bit sceptical because, like, yeah, some of the punchlines from that era were lol, literally this minority group or, or whatever. Minority groups, yeah, yeah exactly. But, you know, it holds up all right. There's a couple of bits where, like, yeah, that yeah, that's not great and that wouldn't be done like that now at yeah. all. But there's not too many of that at all. And the rest of it, like, it holds up really well. And some of the humour, like, yeah, it's just a good level of... Quite often, it does things where it like pushes things to be a bit annoying, but then it pushes them just the right amount where it loops back round to being funny again. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember is... at the time it being, you know, a lot of people really liking it, and just for whatever reason, I didn't watch it at the mm. time, and I've always yeah. meant to go mm. back and I watched check it out. like bits of it, but I was always watching like Euro Trash or something instead. You know? <laughs> I was like, I'd rather Oof. watch like softcore pornography than this. You're... <laughs> One one day, one day, I feel uh, I should go back and and consume some Euro trash because oh that that was a show. You know, badly dubbed porn. I do remember that was badly pretty dubbed funny. Porn. Yeah, uh, for anyone who's wondering what badly dubbed porn is, uh, it was badly dubbed porn. Yeah, it was like they'd cut out all of the actual explicit bits, so you don't. It was like yeah. it was on like Channel Four or something like. Of course, it was on Channel Fucking Four. And it's not it was, on Channel Five. It feels more like a Channel Five thing. I have a feeling it was Channel Four, but it might be Channel. That doesn't 4, matter. Yeah. But no, and. I I remember there was one because I used to get um, these like sex magazines that in the back of it had adverts for like um, like porn movies and stuff. And there was one just called like Cleopatra, and like it had a woman on the front who was like she she was kind of lying on her stomach and her ass was in the air so aggressively it looked like she was wearing an ass shaped hat, <laughs> and she was dressed as Cleopatra. And like badly dubbed porn literally had. Um, like, like they did one on that movie, and it was mm. so fucking funny, especially because, like... They were the original fan dubs. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your DBZ bridge. This is the real shit. Cleopatra <laughs> bridge. Cleopatra bridge. And, like, she's she's with some dude, and, like, for some reason they've got, like, like one of them's got, like, a fucking Liverpudlian accent. Like, they, they're dubbed to have, like, really weird English regional accents. And she's like lying there on the bed going like, oh, can you tell me about, can you tell me about like the pyramids in it? And he goes, and this guy's going down on her. He's like, well, you see, in the, <laughs> it's like, okay, that's the funniest shit I ever did see. <laughs> I'm very easy to entertain. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Space. space. Yeah. Space is, is good. We've, we've just gone to the second series and I'm really, it's, it's, it's a, I'm glad that we've caught up on it. Mm. I, I've been and it's quite myself, a fun, so. fun like because it was a, yeah those two series isn't it? it's very much of a time it's quite a fun little window back into late nineties early two thousands like there's one where they just go out like raving or something it's just like <laughs> oh, fuck, okay this raving. is very this oh is God. very very nineties it's quite amazing oh fucking ravers man. and also Daisy who's the main there's the, there's so the conceit is that there's there's two people who are don't who are currently house hunting 
and then you end up meeting in a cafe looking through all the like because you had to look through like newspaper adverts to try and find oh, a place to rent because yeah. this is all like pre common use of the internet. Yeah. Well, you um, would use it like maybe um, if you were an incredibly an incredibly enthusiastic computer user, you might have a home computer with it. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, most these, people these, didn't, these... and like most, it was not. Like yeah. maybe you'd use it, one at work. It wasn't as integrated into our no. daily life. As it yeah, exactly. so they they're, they're in they're in a cafe and they an advert comes up for a place and it's like a oh, professional couples only. So they're like pretending to be a couple mm-hmm. to move in. But then that sort of it's not dropped, but it, like it's not a big part of it after that because it's just like oh this is going to be one of those things where it's just going to be really annoying. But like no, that, that's just a sort of the conceit that gets them in together and then it's then they move on from it basically. Mm. <laughs> Daisy, the main so it's the two. It's um, Simon Pegg plays a character called. Oh, what's his name? Tim. Tim, yeah. And then Daisy's played by Jessica Stevenson, I want to say. Um, I'm bad at actors' names, apparently. <laughs> Apart from Simon Pegg, who is just everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, Daisy is just kind of Ruth, but 90s. So, <laughs> which is quite hilarious, on a That's personal point fun. of view. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. If you haven't seen it, you go back and it's worth checking out with a you know, slight caveat of it being... 20 years ago so there's a couple of bits there. no 1998 but, you know, was like five six years ago actually <laughs> you refuse to accept if, anything else if you yep. watch it it was like daisy's a writer and she writes on a typewriter jesus like she looks out and not in like a weird in like a you know a hipster way or whatever she it's like she looks out this old typewriter and starts like one point she was like she's working in the in the kitchen or whatever and she's like wants to go to a bedroom to write so she logs this typewriter onto a de- onto a like bed and sits writing and it's like oh these people don't, don't, don't just have a laptop or like have a tablet or a phone or something. Like, <laughs> it's so I, weird. I often uh, like I think back to like, oh yeah, there was just a time when I didn't have access to the sum of all human knowledge in my pocket <laughs> that I could access at all times. And I could catch Pokemon with. Yeah, even before, even when you had the internet in your house, you still had to wait till no one had to have any phone calls for the yeah. night. You needed and then to you could only be on like for an hour. 6pm. <laughs> yes, and yep, then, yep, yep, that then, was essential. like, no one was allowed to use the phone. Yeah. And, like, you... Because, I mean, in our house, we were literally... That's just what we would do. Mm. We would just boot on the... And, like, we'd never got any calls after 6 because... It was literally just, aha, 6pm has arrived, fuck interacting with anyone I live with, time to play Doom Online with somebody. So yeah. Or go visit like a fucking Pokemon fan site. Well, that was before Pokemon, dear. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like fucking old school forums. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you first used the internet back when it was like fucking Usenet bullshit. Yeah. God, they were... Oh god, they were awful. <laughs> oh Christ. <laughs> Anywho, space is good. Go watch good. it. It's on Netflix. Easy. It's very easy watching, and you'll blast mm. it pretty quickly. Last thing I want to talk about is we played a board game. Oh, yes. board game! Yes, we played a game called Magic Maze. Oh, is it so, about a maze? It no. Oh, oh <laughs> no! It's so. We, I played this a while ago with a couple of a couple of friends. I've been meaning to get it, and it's a game. It's a weird. It's like it looks like it's a kids' game from like ten years ago or something from the box. But that means it's like sixteen quid new, as opposed to most modern board games, which are you know forty quid plus. Yeah. yeah. So, so the conceit of it, they definitely just like got some themes out of a bucket and then just dropped them on a page and was like, yeah, we'll just write that. So you're there. Yeah, there's four characters. There's a there's a and it really doesn't actually matter but there's there's a wizard an elf a dwarf and a barbarian 
obviously, because, you know, dwarf is a class. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're an adventuring party, but you've lost all of your equipment or you've had it stolen or for whatever reason you don't have your equipment. So you have to go and break into the local shopping mall, which is called Magic Maze, to right. steal your equipment back and then escape in a heist. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just okay. like, hang on. So you're you're like D&D characters or, or like fantasy characters, but you're going to just a shopping mall it's with just, like escalators and shit. And the whole point Roll is that you're working together to, to heist your equipment that you need to then go on your... Adve- it, yeah, they just... I don't know where they got the theme from. And the fact that it's called Magic Maze is, just happens to be the name of the shopping centre. So it could have been called literally anything. And then you're like, oh no, why is it called that? Oh, it's the shopping centre's called Barry. So the game's called Barry. <laughs> the shopping centre is called Barry. I couldn't think of a word that wasn't a name. So. Yeah, like... <laughs> oh, evidently, but sure. Yeah, I, that does sound like just a bunch of different games that they were trying to make yeah. all of them at the same time. But, well, not even ignoring that. It's like, it doesn't, it's fine, whatever. You, you know, the actual mechanics of the game and the gameplay, oh, it's really good. And it's really different to a lot of games. So... You start off and you've just got, um, it's sort of Betrayal at House of the Hill style. You've got, you start off with one tile and then you act, you slowly sort of explore the shopping centre. Ah, yeah. And when you go through to a bit, you, you know, you go through a door, you turn the next tile over and line it up. Um, but there's, so there's the four characters that start off in the middle. And the point is you explore the shopping centre until you found all, each, each person has a colour coded item they need to get to. And then once all four people are at the item's location, you all simultaneously, like, steal, in inverted commas, like, you just say the heist, the robbery's happened, and you all need to escape. And you're playing, so you're playing, it's cooperative, you're all working together, but it's anywhere between one and eight players. Everyone is playing as every character. So you don't, it's not just like one player is playing as the barbarian, one player is playing as the wizard. Everyone can do anything, controls all of the people, but you have an action card in front of you, and you can only do one action. So one player, can, there's a compass on the map thing. One player can only move people north. One player can only move people east. One player can only use the escalators. Oh, God. Okay. And you can't talk. What? So you have to watch out for, like, work out, trying to guess what other people are going are aiming to do. So someone can move, move someone towards the north, and then you can notice, oh, wait, I need to move them east, because that's what I can do. And then someone else needs to move them south to get towards over there. And then you're all playing against an egg timer, like sand timer, timer thing. And there's various points on the board where if you get to, you can flip the timer over to give yourself more time. And when you do that, you can then talk and work out your plan. But as soon as someone moves something, you're back to silence. And then there's like a big token, like a big wooden token thing that you can like move. And the only way of communication, you're allowed to intently stare at someone. (laughs) <laughs> I do that anyway. That's just how and I then you're and you're allowed to really passively aggressively put this like wooden token in front of someone to like let them know that you're expecting them to do something, but you can't give any hints as to what that's supposed to be. Okay, and I'm all just... of the time the time's running out and it's getting more and more edgy. I'm just it's gonna a, say it's this, such a cool game. This whole thing sounds like it's a fucking number wang skit, and you're just making <laughs> this up. This game doesn't actually exist. Yeah, I might not have explained it the best. <laughs> It's, it's quite like... a weird one because it's so different to most game mechanics. It's quite a weird one to explain. Yeah, but <laughs> sounds interesting though. <laughs> it is a very cool game, mm. and there's sort of it's really well made as well. So that you start off and there's not that much to it. Like there's no because each of the four 
characters do en- do end up having like a special ability themselves um, that you can do, which sort of adds com- a bit of complexity to it. And there's a few other bits like every now and then you have to pass around what actions you've done. So you've just got used to what what one action you can do and you're sort of looking out for whenever pe- someone can move north, say. And then that all gets swapped around so you've got a different thing to get used to. And there's all that, but it sort of does a really good, like the starting scenario is quite basic and it sort of adds the complexity as it goes through. And each game only lasts about 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. So you can sort of go, you play the first one not knowing how it works at all and go, okay, I think we get this. Let's try the next scenario with a bit more complexity. And then very quickly, you've sort of built it all up and you're just playing the full version of the game. Yeah, it's it's a very good game. I highly, I'll, I'll, I'll get it up and we'll play with you guys at some point whenever that's, you know, feasible. Will you bring the game as well? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you see what I did yeah. there? Yeah, I yeah, made yeah, a peanut good. joke. There you go. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good game and it's cooperative and, yeah, bizarre. You can't talk apart from at set moments when you're allowed to talk, <laughs> but you that are encouraged like to stare like, at people. That just sounds yeah. like me recording no. the podcast. <laughs> it's a very good board game, and like I said, it's like sixteen quid or something. Hmm. So it's like, oh, that's actually quite reasonable for for like a modern day board game. Yeah, that sounds very surreal. But yeah, no, I recommend if you're looking for a board game that doesn't sort of fit into a lot of the... Well, story-wise, it fits into all of the tropes from all of the genres because it has all of the story. But <laughs> gameplay-wise, it's 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 quite, you know, it's its own very own thing and doesn't... Yeah, it's good. Very good. It's recommend. all games as it is no game. Mm, exactly. So yeah, that's, that's me done. Okay. Uh, well, I guess that brings us to the questions for today. So, Snipe. I hate you. What is the email address that people need to send questions to? TheDrummerMat at gmail.com Excellent. Yeah. Thanks. Excellent. Yeah. And what questions have been sent in? So, we have a few questions. Cool. First up, Max. Hello, Max. I'm curious, this okay. is a good question actually, I'm curious whether podcasting together has changed your daily interactions outside of podcasting in any way. So, yeah. like, do we ever find ourselves going, oh, that's cool, I'll, I'll go and tell Snipe and we're... Well, no, wait, oh, no, I'll save it for the podcast. We'll talk about it on the podcast. 100% you do yeah, that, yeah. all the time. Yeah, and also, like, if we didn't do the podcast, we probably wouldn't talk anywhere near as often yeah, as we do. Yeah, at the moment, it's... Yeah, the only, I only to speak to you guys every, like, two weeks when we podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah, not allowed no. being allowed to meet up properly in real life. No. <laughs> it's super great. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, no, the amount of times where we have a thing where it's like, oh, I've learned this fun thing, but I need to I save it yeah. for the podcast because I, I want to talk about it on there and then I want to get a, a genuine reaction <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah. It's that, like, uh, that, that is a bit of a pain. But... That, that literally happened the other day. I was talking to Longfang before we did uh, a Men With Funny Heads episode. And I was talking about a thing that happens in like a Doctor Who thing. And because we're doing doing an episode on Doctor Who, I was like, I'll tell you this bit, but I'm not going to tell you the rest because I want you to genuinely react <laughs> when we get to it in, in the podcast. And that does just happen because, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it, it's the... You don't really notice it after a while. But then you notice it when somebody brings it up and you like have a goddamn fucking existential crisis and it makes you question your whole goddamn life. <laughs> Just putting it out there. It's great uh, <laughs> when you are a content creator and you are effectively forever searching for ways to monetize every facet of your life because it's the only way <laughs> to survive in late stage it's... capitalism. It's great. Yeah. It's, yeah. But no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the question, Max. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, yeah. no that, that was a good question. Yeah. We're being silly. Okay. Next up, Aben. 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 Hello. Um, 
They only have one name. It's not three names. It's just I can't. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, yeah, that sounds about <laughs> A right. suggestion for for some music. So this is Grot, Revel- Grot Revolution Battle Music suggestion. Okay. So there is a band called Dreadnoughts, which is named after the ship, not the Stompies. Yeah, and I don't care. Um, they play punky covers of traditional songs and she- sea shanties, which is very hard to say. Sea but yeah, they they think it would be it would be perfect music for the Grot Rebellion. You know what I think would be perfect. I, I have I have heard of them before. I think I have listened to a couple of songs. Oh, um, we've got this notion that we quite like to sell the ocean. The the weird uh, <laughs> sailors from the first black and white game are in fact not what I think of when I think of Grot Rebellion. Bread is quite boring if that's all you eat. So do us a favor. Okay, uh, what's the next question? With the little um, so not not a drummer, Matt. Oh shit! Um, okay, thought we like, will be cured. <laughs> that's like lots of people. Yeah, it is. I was going to say all of the mats, as if I'm the only one that possibly could drum. <laughs> no, no I say other could mat. drum in very big inverted commas, by the way, as well. <laughs> no other mat is allowed to drum. Uh, that's no, exactly the. Um, that's the rule. After... No, actually, no. No, I'm 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 drummer mat. This is not a drummer mat. All of the mats have to be neither of those things. True. They can't be, so they I don't can't... know how they're going to cope. Okay, okay. Mm. okay, anyway. Anyway, Thought Wib will be curious about the 50,000 Orcs project. So there's it's a um, project going on in, they think, Germany, where <laughs> mini-painters are working on a project together to create a massive Lord of the Rings diorama with, as you might have guessed, 50,000 Orcs. Well, I think right. you mean Uruk. No, this is Lord of the Rings. So these, oh, these are Orcs, I think. Oh, yeah, the Urukai are, are, are different. Yeah, things. they're like. Yeah, but yeah. Lord of the Rings is fucking terrible, and I don't care. Fucking <laughs> fight me, see what but happens. The question related to that is: Do you, do you now feel an urge to do fifty thousand and one grots? Um, <laughs> don't don't do because this. to be honest, you're on track for it. Seemingly, <laughs> he's got like oh my god. I have painted. Don't. I have painted seventy. Uh, I don't actually know if I'm gonna. I was originally gonna get ninety, uh, but I don't know if I'm actually gonna do that anymore because with the points changes, I've got about. 300 odd points left to get it to a 2000 point army. Take one of them and throw them away so you have the nicest army in the world. Because <laughs> um, it's the sexiest. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't actually know. <laughs> Took me a while. Um, <laughs> it sounds like you, were, like you were like choking on an egg. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know Thanks. if uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of the army since the points have changed. Um, mm. I, I need to play with them a bit because now I've got less room to play with. So I sort of want to have a few games with them before I expand them, so I know what weaknesses it's got, so I know what I need. To I mean, it's grass, like... all of them, presumably. Yeah, but um... what I what I lack in uh, <laughs> what I lack in any capacity of strength, I make up for in numbers. Meat yeah. shields, um, all the way down. So yeah, I need to I need to ex- I need to try that. Um, but um, I presume these are being made from the Games Workshop. Um, like orc models presumably i did not look any further um, into it <laughs> in which case i don't have to feel any competitiveness with them uh, because i have long maintained that no human has ever played uh, the lord of the rings game <laughs> yeah. because people do collect it don't get me wrong but no two of those people have ever met and anyone you see who says they've done so is lying um, <laughs> yeah exactly uh, so uh, i don't feel any need to compete with these people who don't really exist yeah they're all fake <laughs> yeah Anyone who says otherwise is paid by Big Tolkien. Yeah, <laughs> Big Tolkien sounds like big, like a big tall peen. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Next up, Rob. Right, Have Rob. we heard of, and more likely, do we have any thoughts on Star Trek Lower Deck? 
Uh, I've not had a chance to watch it yet. No, I mean, the... I mean, I like the idea, and I can't really tell from trailers, because I remember when BoJack Horseman was being advertised, and they just tried to, like, in the trailers, they were cutting yeah. it so it would look like Family Guy, and I'm like, I am so fucking done with Family Guy. Mm. Yeah, I think we might have had this exact conversation, like, last time. Um... Yeah, so, like, I mean, I hope it's good, because that's, that's fun to yeah. kind of explore a different aspect of it. So. I, I've seen some, uh, I've seen, like, a scene from it, which admittedly I didn't think was very funny, but um, seeing a scene from a comedy show outside of the the rest of the comedy show in the context of the characters and learning who they are and stuff it doesn't necessarily work you know you often will see it and go mm, that wasn't funny but in in the context of the show it might be more so so it's hard to tell um i mean it, to be honest when i looked at the trailer it was like well this just looks like a worse version of final space but you know um yeah I hope it's good. Uh, I, the moment I get a chance to watch it, because if I basically with uh, the you know uh, collapse of uh, Western, Western civilization, just civilization in general, <laughs> uh, with uh, with the pandemic and all, uh, the licensing to the lower decks to countries that aren't the USA and Canada has basically been thrown into turmoil. So the official statement as to when it's going to come out is officially a shrug emoji. <laughs> So, uh, one of them was put up so people in the UK could watch it, but uh, the YouTube video, when I went to watch it, had already been taken down. And this was an official one, so I don't know. copyright strikes themselves. Maybe! I don't know. Uh, So, yeah, I need to... uh, I I really want to see it, because I I like Star Trek, and I want to see how it turns out. Um, And, you know, especially like an animated show, like comedy shows, I think are... A good comedy show tends to have bad trailers because... You can't really summarise. You can't really translate how a show conveys comedy over the full length of it into like a condensed thing. It rarely comes across well. I I personally find anyway. Um, Hmm. So, yeah, I I, I am hopeful for it and I do really want to see it. Even if I think the design of the ship looks like Toss, I hate it. (laughs) It's so weird looking, I don't like it. Uh, it should have been a Miranda class. I don't care. Oh my god. You and fucking Miranda classes. <laughs> no, it's because it's like supposed to be like a shit ship that's kind of being held together by not much. So that a Miranda would actually fit because they're like the old-fashioned workhorses of the Federation. Um, or a replacement one because it's set a bit later in the timeline. Like, I don't know. Maybe something when, like a... Um, when is it set? It's set after... Um, I think canonically it's set before Picard, but after... Uh, Nemesis. Okay. If I if I remember correctly, I may be wrong there. It might be set mm. after Picard, but yeah, it's yeah. definitely set after Nemesis. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Rob, a different Rob. Hello, um, different Rob. That's that's not their name. They're they're just not the same <laughs> Rob as the previous previous Rob. Um, unless it was the same Rob emailing in from two different email addresses, I guess, but probably not. Um, anywho, a few recommendations. So. Off the back of the um, chat we were having about Magnus tapes. Magnus archives! Yes. Um, A vaguely related, or at least similar, I guess. Uh, Charles Stross's Laundry Files. (laughs) Um, I mean, that's a name. Is that about people who want to put their dicks in, like, bowls of comfort? Uh, No, it's about... Laundry Files! 
Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, okay, yeah, 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 right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. yeah. I'm funny on the internet for money. Can you tell? As long as you explain the joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's way yeah, funnier I mean, it got better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it, it posits a UK Secret Service department which deals with Lovecraftian horrors, but actually, it's kind of more about like office politics and pivot tables and things. <laughs> okay, that sounds pretty good, actually. I'll check that out. Thank yeah, you, does, another Rob. That does sound very much up your, uh, up your um, alley. Yeah. And then there's this quick one. There's um, some ghost stories by, by an author called M.R. James. M.R. Mr. James, was, okay. Mr. James, yeah. <laughs> so um, Ash wrote who was, some uh, horror stories. <laughs> yeah. An Edwardian Cambridge Don, and he sort of... If you read them, like... On the level that, that I mean, I'm summarising here because I read this email about a week ago and I've forgotten what it says and I apparently um, summarised yes, yes, it really badly in my notes. Um, <clears throat> but like, it's quite—I can't remember what he said about it. It's not—it's not just on the—it's just not just on the level. He's like a bit, you know, clever about it. I can't remember. Okay. But recommending yeah. some ghost ghost stories. Cool. Um, thank you. Last or third recommendation was a after us being disappointed or at least me being disappointed by Bardcore last time they recommended a German folk metal band called In Extremo which is closer to what I was originally expecting Bardcore oh, to be cool. it's more sort of yeah folk metal rather than folk hardcore punk but it's the, it's the right sort of direction yeah, nice no, distorted okay. guitars with bagpipes and various other similar instruments that sounds fun I have been a, a long a long standing person uh, you know person sitting there going like bagpipes should be in more music because um, as a fa- as someone who's a fan of like the Dropkick Murphys and the Real Mackenzies, hmm. uh, I'm a big fan. And uh, the fact that outside of them, I think the only two things I can think of is that one Biffy Clyro song. Yes, uh, which is great. Bell, which is excellent, but uh, much better than the most recent album anyway. Ooh, <laughs> you don't like that? That's fair. I mean, like, it's I, fine, but it's just not. I mean, that's the thing. It's fine. I've not listened fine. to all of it yet, so I, mm. I it can't form a full opinion. Well, I heard the start of it was all right. It wasn't as good as their it's best, fine. but it was fine. No. Mm. Um, and, of course, ACDC's uh, It's a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll, which uh, <laughs> yep. it, it also has uh, bagpipes in it. More bagpipes in more genres is my point. I'm pretty sure it's mm. pronounced bagpipes. It is oh. not. In that case, I can I can recommend um, the... I can't remember. It's the it's the band that Dicko's now in, sort of. The Homebound Scar Bound Collective. Scar Housebound Scar Collective. Scar Collective. One of the covers they did, they, they've got one of the members of this. So, you know, COVID band, everyone records at home and it all gets edited together. The um, They have a um, sousaphone player who, in one of the songs, wanders off screen, comes back in full Scottish kilt and everything, and then <laughs> does, does a bagpipe solo. Frick yeah. Excellent. I can't, I, remember which cover it, I can't remember which one it is, so you'll have to go and watch all of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing. It's worth it just for that, even if you're not into like that sort of thing. Okay. Um, very last question. Oh no, ever? No, not, no. Okay. I mean, it's not even the last question that's sent up until now because I read these questions about a week ago when we were originally going to record. So <laughs> probably not even the last question up that exists right now, let alone next time. Yay. Okay. Um, Captain Hadranial. Hadranial. Wow, I should not have struggled with that so much as I did. The Cap'n. Um, considering how most of your chapters are captains, hence why they are a captain, presumably. Yes. Mm-hmm. How are you going to use them in the new edition of the Codex Astartes, as you can only take one captain? Uh, no. Good answer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're just going to fucking take them. Because um, we're not particularly Codex compliant uh, as a chapter, so fuck everything. 
And uh, perhaps uh, more importantly, uh, down with unjust hierarchies. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so the yeah. emperor can just fight me and see what fucking happens. <laughs> Fuck one, around and find out. Yeah. Yeah. One, he hits me. Two, I hit him back. He hits the pavement. Three, I fuck his mum. Good. Good. I was just going to suggest just taking one step back so he couldn't reach you, but. <laughs> you know what? I could do that too. Yeah. I'll do that after I fuck his mum. <laughs> the 40k equivalent of like holding his head away with your palm of your hand. <laughs> he's just. Apart yeah, from you don't even need to like do that. He's the most powerful psyker in existence. Nah, it's all a con. You just take a step back. He can't. And plus, like, he can't, like, do anything to you if you're, like, not within six feet. <laughs> if you're not within, like, melee range, he can't do yeah. anything. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. his, his butt is, like, sewn to a big chair. But yeah, that is the questions. Okay. okay. Thank you for all the lovely questions. Be sure to send in questions about who I would fight to the death and win, which is everyone. <laughs> um, I will say I really appreciate that you didn't mess with your pen too much for the whole final part of that. Would you like to drop the pen on the ground now? No. Uh, just get it out of your system. Well, there's like a mic drop thing at the end. Yeah, of the yeah. Just... It's like a pen drop. Yeah, okay, well, we, should say, we should say goodbye first and then, you, then, then the pen drop can be the sort of... The climax, so to speak. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Do you okay. feel on the spot now? I do, yeah. Yeah, I fucking do. You, it's a performance anxiety. You, yeah. you, you know, out of nowhere, you're used to doing it, but like, you know... I mean, I'm not used to doing it. I don't do it on purpose, you prick. <laughs> Are you worried that if you do it on purpose, it's not going to quite have the right resonance? Nobody likes a false pen drop. That's true, but I think I think we should we, we can let you have this one. Oh, you're going to let me have it, are Yeah. You? I mean, you did just knock it on the table there. That was an accident, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your fucking butt. I did. I did. <laughs> putting it down. Okay. Not because you told me to. So, uh, thank you very much to everyone for listening. Yeah, thanks very much. And remember how, like, just don't ever mention pens again or I'll fucking bite you and you can see what happens. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. I threw my pen. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to throw your pen as well. Yeah. Good. I'm going to press Good. stop.